talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about all the good things and the bad things that may be. Let's talk about sex. Let's talk about sex. Yes! I love a chime in! So as you all hear, that is not Kia. No. This week, you are blessed with the vocals of none other than Around the Way Curls, alternate host of See the Thing Is <laughs> podcast, Antoinette. Hi. Welcome her. Yeah. Antoinette is filling in for Kia the this God. week. And we want to make sure she would absolutely cringe if she knew you called her a god. That Well, I would say you the know same she thing would. about you. Oh, you're right. I know. I just but mean I'm, like big ups to Kia. I know. I know. But I just, I'm trying to insert all of the places in which Kia will cringe <laughs> in these conversations to make sure that we keep her presence here. <laughs> um, and I want everybody to send her love. Her grandmother yeah. passed. Um, she did put it out on social media, so I'm not spreading her business. But if you send her a beautiful word, um, you know, even just a thought, a prayer, however however you communicate that, I think that would be lovely. Yeah. So we want to dedicate this episode to Kia and to the life of her dear grandmother. Um, so praise the Lord, niggas. Okay, I got to do that. She's not here. And hold on, let me see if I can do this. Welcome back to Getting Grown, a show where we talk about the worst ghetto that you've ever lived in adulthood. Oh, the worst hood you've ever lived in adulthood. That where we discuss the test of trials, the tribulations, the testicles, the tarantulas, and the transactions of being an adult in the year of our Lord 2022. Girl! That's how, that's no, how Kia enjoys the show. You could have wrote that's that how, down and did that better. She's no, cringing she, right now. I'm mad. She is. I can't <laughs> believe you just did that like that. I'm sad. <laughs> I love you, yo. Listen, we all have our roles, and you realize where you fall weak when the other role is not there. <laughs> like, wait a minute. Let me tell you, because earlier I was like, I was like, okay, all right, I got the whole show together. All right, bet. I got this to Antoinette. Okay, bet. She took care of the link for me. Okay, bet. And then I was like, Who's going to post the show? <laughs> you don't know how to post the show? No, that is not that is not my wheelhouse. So I, it's handled. You know, oh, a nigga yeah. takes care of business. It's handled, but it, it just... You are you so think, much like you, Shanti. Y'all will re- source something out so fucking quick instead of learning yourself. I don't want to learn that. Teach. I love you, Ty. You have to learn how to fish <laughs> anyway. I can fish and I can cook it. I can debone it and fillet it, but <laughs> so I, but I don't want to. I don't want to catch yeah, like that. If I don't one. need to, then I'm not. I, I don't. I don't. I don't want to. It's too late in this life. Well. Um, how are you? How are you doing? Welcome. I'm well. I'm just, well. <laughs> this is what your twelfth recording no, of the day. You've got one more. This is my second podcast recording today, and I do mm. have one more after this. Oh my god! <laughs> so I'm sitting here like, <laughs> what the fuck do I talk about? Um, no, I'm doing. <laughs> like did i talk about this already did i say this no i mean listen it doesn't matter i repeat myself all the time it's fine you know what it's so interesting how i love the fact that today i was thinking about it today i was on see the thing is with bridget and mandy shout out to them way more famous way more stop and um you know they have their style 
and their style, they're pop culture heavy. They're very music heavy and they have like these evergreen topics afterwards. And then I come on here and, you know, we are going to have this amazing guest and I'm sure that we're going to be talking about, you know, lots of spiritual things. Also keeping it hella like relatable. So I'm like, wow, that's a really dope, um, like it's, you're all my friends, but you're so different and you approach mm-hmm. podcasting differently. And then I get to Kiki on the round the way curls in and it's an like hour. A of both actually. Right. And it's like a, around the way curls is absolutely the profound and the profane. It's a blend of both. Yeah. Kinds of, I love that. Yeah, yes. So I'm like, I get to Kiki with my homegirl next. So I feel fortunate today. I'm like, okay, I could be overwhelmed, but I'm actually really grateful. So I love the layers. Yes, I'm eating a peach. I want. I love the layers. I saw it. I was like, because <laughs> mm-hmm, I'm hungry. Um, first of all, clearly I don't approach podcasting too seriously because I'm sitting here talking to y'all while I eat this peach, and somebody's disgusted, and I can't be bothered. But I also love the different styles because there's something out there for everybody. Yeah. You know, and there's so much for us to explore. Niggas get bored and they start asking for suggestions. There are 100,000 other podcasts mm-hmm. y'all can listen to as well. And I think that's beautiful. And it's just, also the way shows should be one of them. <laughs> Go ahead. Thank you. It also shows, though, that women, black women, are not a monolith. Mm-hmm. Like, there's just so many varying experiences that are wildly mm-hmm. interesting to me. So I'm I'm privileged to be able to be a part of these conversations and share space with fancy people because all y'all are more fancy than me. I'm Ooh, like, me? I'm fancier than you. Abs- How am I fancier than you? Absolutely, Jade. You are. I don't believe that. Way more fancy. You put. Me you on got to branches. Half of you shit. got. You got branches in the background just for decoration and like. <laughs> Bye. That's not what I meant. You know what I meant. <laughs> you know I meant the podcast world. Okay. Well, now we'll move on to the trash. <laughs> Quite the segue. All right. <laughs> Let's head that direction. A clean up woman now it is time for is the trash. <laughs> I'm doing. I'm doing Kia's job this week too. I just, you know, big ups and big respect to her for all that she does. Um, first on the docket. Abbott Elementary is having their first Mama I Made It moment. So they're being sued for copyright infringement. No, you know how I I know this. I know it's sad. But you know how I read that when I first read it? I was like, well, Quinta is like, she's officially famous. Like the bitches made it. Like niggas are claiming that she stole from them. And I know she didn't because... I did a lot of reading up on Abbott Elementary and for my own research things. She was very specific about that show. Your girl, first of all, pitched Abbott Elementary with nine seasons written. Oh, wow. So nine. this, this didn't happen overnight. No, not yeah. by any means. And so that's all, it, that's all it told me is that it was a mama I made it moment. And then, you know, sometimes people get sideswiped from networks and things like that. And we don't know what kind of role that played, but it doesn't mean that Quinta is a thief. So don't y'all go out there with that either. Yes. And shout out to Philly. Um, I, I, I really appreciate your viewpoint on this because I was just sad and concerned. (laughs) I was like, Oh girl, please, please. (laughs) It was between like, why is this person? I hope this person not just lying. Cause they said that there are a lot of similarities and things. There's a lot of similarities and a lot of ideas that people have. Yeah. Like, 
Um, I will never forget being on the phone with Shanti once and saying, yo, wouldn't it be so dope if we just had, this was back when we were doing like curly girl hair mm-hmm. blogging shit years ago, at least mm-hmm. like 10 years ago. I said, it'd be so dope mm-hmm. if we just got all the curly girls together, all the all the natural chicks, all the men, and we were just like in the park celebrating, having a good ass time, playing spades, and then Curl Fest oh, happened. Oh, Curl Fest. And I was like... <laughs> And I knew that I I had never said that to anybody but her. But that's mm-hmm. like me coming then and being like, you guys stole my idea. Well, you didn't do nothing with your idea, child. You didn't child. do it. So like a black girl's not going to come down the line and put together a festival of niggas and tote bags. Thank you. And to celebrate with beautiful black people in colors. Yeah, like, <laughs> right. come on. <laughs> no. So that that was also, that's what I'm getting from it. And I, feel, I do feel sorry for the other creative. I'm like, damn, I, I know how that probably is painful. Um, yeah. I didn't look that person up. Are they? Are they? White? I did, are and you know it was. I try, couldn't find. <laughs> I wanted to know. I said, "Don't do it. You will get dragged." Her um, name was Christine, so I was like, "That mm, could go either way." Christine, that go either way. Christine, <laughs> that could go either way. But, um, so I'm not sure, but that's how I took it. It was a mama I made it moment, okay. and I I'm, I know nothing's gonna happen with it. Yeah. They're going to be like, shoe girl, fly, bye, bye. And I just hate that Quinta's got to spend money to fight this. You know? Like, them lawyers. ABC's lawyers. got to spend money to fight oh, this. Oh, is that? Okay, well, fuck that. That's I don't know. I actually just, oh, I you just made was that talking up. shit. Well, yeah, I did. Wishful thinking. Fully. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we want to give a shout out to Jennifer Lewis. Oh. Who received her star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. When I tell you nobody is more deserving in my personal eyes than Jennifer Lewis this Friday, this past Friday, July 15th, was Jackie Washington Day. I hope nobody did laundry. Have you ever seen Jackie's, have you ever seen Jackie's back? No. Am I disappointing you? Uh Uh-oh, spaghetti Jackie's back, a phenomenal Ah! piece. What is this? The fact that you're holding it up for me. Yeah, it's Jackie's back, the DVD. I have have not seen it. Say less, I'm with it. Because anything that Jennifer Lewis is in is a gift. And so, yeah, we're going to watch Jackie's Back. I have interesting um, feelings classic. about that Hollywood Walk of Fame, though, that star, because they have to pay Tell for me. it and, like, rally Wait, for it. Wait, who does? The artist. They have to pay for it. It's the same what kind way of when you. Shit is that? Right. <laughs> and it's expensive. And, you know, um, also, when you win a Grammy, you have to pay for your Grammy. Did you know that? Like, the grammy like for the piece yeah like the so basically like if you don't want to pay for that you get a certificate you get a certificate (laughs) i mean you got to pay for your class ring so (laughs) i said wow that is interesting but shout out to her to get richer you somebody's got to be paid for those grammys who else is gonna pay it the grammys don't have no money the fucking label should pay for it they the one making half the bits of money Child. Well, that's what I would put in my contract. You, y'all pay for these Grammys. You are going to. You're obligated. Well, I'd be a monster if I was a songstress. You, you are a me? monster. I know, and I don't even have anything. Can you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> Not the two aunties cackling like that. Oh my god! As I turn red. <laughs> and the last thing on the trash, which is big trash, actually. Have you heard about Ricky Martin? Yes. I have. So for those who don't know, Ricky Martin... Allegedly. ...is is being sued, yes, for allegedly (laughs) uh, domestic abuse 
in a relationship with his 21-year-old nephew, nephew yeah. for seven months. He denies this. Mm-hmm. I, w- wouldn't you? Yes. Uh, well, I, no, <laughs> n- not if it... I well, mean, you would never do it. Right, but. I would not do it. But I also feel like... It's it's unfortunate all around. If it is false, if these accusations are f- mm-hmm. false accusations, I don't know how you get that stain. Ooh, that's a stain. And just being associated with it, like your name is, it's just so unfortunate. And then I, I asked myself, what in the world? Why would you, how could you bring yourself to make something up like this? If it is true, mm. woo baby, again, unfortunate horrific and how in the world could you bring yourself to do something like this what happened what what massacre tragedy happened within you that this is the decision making you made so well here's the thing live in la vida loca baby if you were he said it while he manifested um it i can i i can see how somebody make this up Money, that's the driven goal usually, right? God. But this is so wild and so specific. Is it? I didn't read what the com- well, actual it's, complaint I, I, was. Essentially, uh, is what it is, is that he was, it's not that he's, he's, he's being, um, what's the word? Sorry, my COVID brain. Accused? Yes. Uh, so it's, the accusations are specifically about, the allegations are specifically about domestic abuse. Mm. And then I think part of that, I don't know if it has to do with Puerto Rico or what, so don't quote me. Part of it is incest. And then, so so I don't know. It's just wild. It's a very wild situation. And it's, you know, if it's true, it's gross. Um, And if it's not true, it's sad. But it's just so wild that I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I don't see nobody making that up. I'm just saying. I pray. I don't know. I don't know. I I don't know. I either. I don't know what's worse, honestly, if it's true or not. I pray that that didn't happen to that young man, but then I'm also like, Jesus, I hope you're not lying about something like that. I really it's just that is sad news. And if y'all was date, y'all everybody got to be evaluated. Everybody. Everybody's got to be looked at. People are not well, Jade. I've been saying this. I know. This. I know you do say that all the all time. All the time. Okay, you know what? Well, now um, I'm sad, so we're going to move on to the (laughs) shout-out so I can get happy again. (laughs) We have a good shout-out. Let's head that direction. My sister's popping right now. All right, it's time for the shout-out, and I'm excited because this week we have a double feature. (laughs) So, first and foremost, you all uh, remember... Two years ago, Kia and I did a shout out for the Mattapan Tech's uh, Zoila Wedborn Scholarship in Massachusetts, and it is back. Okay, so this is specifically for Massachusetts residents. This scholarship was established in honor of Zoila Wedborn, a devoted servant who died of complications from COVID-19. Originally from Honduras, Zoila worked as a nurse assistant for nearly 40 years at the Boston Medical Center before retiring in 2011. She was a relentless community activist. In recognition of her decades-long dedication to the healthcare community, this scholarship will be awarded in the amount of $500 to $1,000 to 10 Black or Hispanic high school students who plan to pursue a certificate or a diploma at a qualified training program or an undergrad degree in the healthcare field. 
So if you're currently enrolled in any educational institutions in the Commonwealth of Massachusetts, you are also qualified to apply for this scholarship. The applicant must be a resident of Massachusetts. The application deadline is July 28th, and the recipients will be selected by the Mattapan Tech Board of Directors. So again, um, that information, that link will be in the description box. If this applies to you or anybody that you know who is looking to go into the healthcare field and is in the Massachusetts area, please, please, please send this right along because we want, you know, opportunities for everybody. And this work is really personal to me because this is one of my very, very, very dear friends, grandmother's um, foundations. So um, shout out to you, Antonio. And again, that link will be in the description box. And now I'm going to pass it to Antoinette for her shout out. Yeah, I would like to shout out um, Ariel. She is a jewelry artist and she's formerly known as Beats by Ari, but now she is home by Ariel and she has whimsical and imaginative wearable art. Her pieces have been featured in Elle, uh, Black is King, Sports Illustrated, Chloe Bailey, yada, yada, yada. I want to say that she is launching her own collection at Macy's as Black Woman. Oh. And we have, I've been following her since she was literally just like on Etsy trying to make it happen for herself. And I'm super, super proud of her. So again, that is Home by Ariel. And please support black women doing their thing. Her pieces are really rooted in the black experience. Um, that's why I thought the earrings that you had on were hers, but oh, they're not. Got it. Um, <laughs> they're another but, black experience. Yes, a lot of cowrie shells. A lot. It's just like they're they're one of a kind kind of pieces, and um, I'm super proud of her. Super young, and just out here, just taking risks and doing her fucking thing so yeah shout out to her so make sure you check out all of that information both uh the link antoinette mentioned and the link i mentioned in the description box for all of the the jewelry goods and if you are in the massachusetts area and you are looking uh for funding for school i think that's such what both of them are great opportunities and now I'm very excited because we have a very special guest at the kitchen table. So I think we shall continue that direction. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> it is so good to be here in this energy. This, this is the thing that is so interesting to me about digital communication that I did not anticipate prior to the pandemic is just how close you can be with people without actually having to share space. And I appreciate everything that y'all are doing in your own spaces to cultivate this energy. It is very, very welcome in my life. And I'm just grateful. Thank you for having me. Well, that is the perfect introduction, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Kitchen Table Talk. And if you don't know the voice that you just heard, you have clearly been living in a cave. It is my girl, Jessamine Stanley. Mm-hmm. We have been trying to connect for so long. I'm not even going to introduce you. I want you to put yourself out there how you want to. It oh could be that goodness. bitch. It doesn't matter. <laughs> well, I just, I feel like... My I'm a yoga person. My name's Jessamine Stanley. I'm I 
am called a yoga teacher, but honestly, I'm just living my life. I'm just trying to survive. And um, that teaching yoga, though, has led me to have a lot of different entrepreneurial pursuits. I'm the co-founder of The Underbelly, co-founder of We Go High, and I'm the co-host of the podcast Dear Jessamine. And I'm also the author of the books uh, Everybody Yoga, Let Go of Fear, Get on the Mat, Love Your Body, and Yoke, My Yoga of Self-Acceptance, and um, some other shit I'm supposed to be working on right now, but not really working on, because you know how that happens. It's like, oh, oh Lord, baby, am I working oh, on baby. <laughs> oh, but do you hear this list, this rundown? I'm going to tell you how I met you. Besides, um, I seen you in a Dove commercial, I think, but I was at a catering in my... One of my co-chefs was like, oh, my God. And it's a white woman. So I won't talk about that. <laughs> Do I know who this is, Jay? N- no, I don't think you know oh, this person. Okay. So she goes, oh, my God, Jessamine follows you. And I was like, girl, who? <laughs> what? Oh, my God. Yo. And I was like, I said, I said, no, no, no. I'm curious because she's actually I, I trust her words. And when she recommends books to me, mm-hmm. all of those mm-hmm. things. So I'm like, who's that? And I went and I looked and I was like, oh, she does. And I was like, well, who the fuck is this? This bitch does a lot. Who is this? And then uh, I started getting into uh, I, I started getting into you and your cannabis advocacy. Mm-hmm. I'm not real, you know. I, your girl don't yoga like that, but you know I respect the hustle. I got her to yeah, yoga totally. once. Yeah. Hell yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Everything yes. is yoga, also. So it's like it's kind of oh, life is yoga. yoga. Last night. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I have been, uh, are we to the part where I can fawn? Because I like I, I would love to offer context to like yeah I was following you. I've been following you for years and years. And please, years. please, please go on. Yeah, I don't even remember how. I mean. I'm sure it was related to the read, but I don't know what, like I fell down the hole of Jaden XD. And then I think I was listening to getting grown from like the first episode. Like I feel like I've been like, this is like a real full homecoming. And I mean, like I've been obsessed to the point where I like, I know about Antoinette. I know about the work that y'all do together. Like I've been like on, like literally in the shit. And it's nice because the thing about working in a predominantly white industry is that it is so crucial to have people that you can look to and be like, how are we doing this? How are Mm -hmm. we fielding through all of this? And y'all have totally been that for me. And the whole like, get, I mean, I was like, I had a um, fucking team typing fast sweatshirt, like, but like, but like I've been out here, dude. Like I love y'all so much. Oh, that's gonna make so happy. (laughs) Yeah, I'm a fan. I feel the brands. I feel what y'all are doing. And like, I'm just grateful to be in community and, and honored to be here. We're grateful to be in community with you. And I love, Jessamine, how open you are. Mm -hmm. Um, I love how free you are, you know, with everything that you speak about in regards to your life. Uh, And you just gave me a beautiful segue because I was like, I'm going to have this conversation with her. And I'm glad that she knows who I am because (laughs) Mm -hmm. then she can put everything I say into context and know where I'm coming from. So you brought out that you are in a lot of predominantly white spaces, Mm -hmm. but you are clearly also a very pro-black individual. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to talk to you a little bit about that. I, wa- I saw your, your post recently with the bondages mm-hmm. and, you know, you was talking about the ancestors and you was like, I don't know how these niggas is looking at me literally, right now. Literally, literally. So mm-hmm. I want to talk about that. You're, you're in, a, mm-hmm. in a relationship um, mm-hmm. and I know that you're also poly, but mm-hmm. you're in a relationship. You have a white partner. You're in a lot of white spaces. Talk to me about what that's like. 
Oh my God. I don't even know how to start. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, like, that I was definitely trained for this shit, prepared for I went to a predominantly white all girls boarding school for high school. And this was mm-hmm. the decision that my parents were, I think to this day, are still against. Like, it's all, it's done, everything has happened. But they were at the time, like, well, one of them anyway was like, mm-hmm. this is not the move and no one in my family had ever been to a school like that before. This was not, I come from, I was a deep scholarship kid at the student, one of five black kids in my graduating class. Mm -hmm. And I, I go back to that experience though, specifically because it really put, it lined up a lot of the shit that's happening right now for good and for bad in Mm -hmm. a lot of ways. And like it has, it made it where, I learned about wealth and white privilege mm. and um, the shit that happens whenever white people claim to approve of things that you do. And mm-hmm. this really toxic there. I mean, I say this now, this is, this is where I'm at with it. In mm-hmm. my mind, very toxic kind of ideology about like how, like how you should position yourself and what self-worth is and like what it means to do a good job. Mm-hmm. And I definitely have been carrying that for years and years and years. And so much of it gets shrouded in this, like, uh, carrying the legacy of my ancestors. And especially, mm-hmm. like, <clears throat> I feel like I see the impact of the work that I do. So I'm mm-hmm. able to see, like, okay, this has positively impacted someone where, like, their life has changed for the better. They've decided to do whatever the fuck it is, not even just like practicing yoga. It could be literally just deciding that you have worth as a human being. And to Mm -hmm. me, that is worthwhile. Mm -hmm. And it's annoying because in order to have a certain reach, like for example, to right now I'm in a Gatorade G fit commercial. That's like Mm -hmm. all over the place. So like that, like being in those kinds of spaces is like, Okay, yeah, there's a lot of ben- there's a lot of benefit here. There's a lot of visibility, but it is very emotionally complicated. It makes mm-hmm. me reckon with all of this like desire for the approval of white people, like the desire to be seen in certain ways and it's just like it's really hard. I talked about it a little bit in my second book, Yoke, My Yoga of Self-Acceptance, and mm-hmm. I can only imagine that it will continue to perfume much of what I do, but I think that um, the my main takeaway from it, and honestly, mm-hmm. like this has a lot to do with my yoga practice, is that that's just what's supposed to happen. Like that mm-hmm. is the experience of this lifetime is for mm-hmm. me to reckon with this, for mm-hmm. um, to feel embarrassed, to feel conflicted, to feel ashamed, to really like sit with that and just let that be there. And I had an experience, um, we talked about this a little bit on Dear Jessamine, but I didn't like really get into it. Um, Mm -hmm. I had an experience on my birthday last year where I dropped acid way too big a trip. So if you are out here, this is not me saying the acid is bad. This is just me saying he is dying right now. It was excessive. He is literally (laughs) cringing right now. Well, here it is. Here it is. But I, so I had this experience where I really connected with my great grandmother and Mm. I felt Mm. her telling me like, like these are white devils, the people that are around you like this specifically talking about my partner. Mm-hmm. And this is something that um, mm. I just I mean, frankly, I rest with 
I sit with it. I meditate with it. Mm. I let it be there. I let it smell bad. Mm. And it feels like a call to action. It feels like a thing to give a fuck about. And it feels like a reminder that I have to know who I am all the time, no matter what. That I have to mm-hmm. be constantly pulling back in, always refilling my own cup. Mm-hmm. Never, like, that my practices are of the utmost importance. But that it's... That there's a lot to learn from the grief and a lot to release. Mm-hmm. And then when that releasing is happening to be open to whatever the next step is. Can I ask you, cause Miles Davis has this quote where he's all, you know, he's talking about how it takes a while to sound like yourself. And you're saying you have to constantly remind yourself of who you are and remember who you are. Mm. How did you discover and land on who you are? Or are you still doing that? Oh my God. Right? What a quote. question, Antoinette. That is so Because it's hard as shit. Who the fuck am I? I feel like we are all wearing masks. Depending on what the thing is or where we have to go or like whatever it is, you have a mask that it's like, this is my protection. And maybe this is actually double cancer, so let me know if this is not like this. But my child is a cancer and with a Scorpio moon and a Pisces rising child. Pray for Wow, what a beautiful balance. Oh my goodness. What day in cancer? What day? June 28th. 27th. Absolutely. Oh, I fucking love that. Oh, I love that. Oh my God. He said Pisces rising? Or what what was the. A Scorpio moon. Pisces rising. Gorgeous. What year? Uh, 2013. Baby. Wow. Wow. Man, they are the future. That is a whole thing. Can you imagine growing up now? Um, Okay. Yes, but yes, please. I'm sorry. Keep no, going. you're good. But so the, I feel that when I am able to just exist without my mask, usually I'm not conscious. I mean, I would say I'm not conscious of this when it is happening. So this take it all with a grain of salt. But I feel like I am just existing, mm-hmm. and that I'm all the things, and a contradiction if there ever was one. And a mess, mostly. Mm-hmm. But um, I feel happy in that place. I feel like no excuses, no explanation, just being. You feel present? I feel present. That is exactly it. I feel mm-hmm. present. There is is no... that when you feel the most present? Yes, for sure. Absolutely. That is it. And, and that's a practice. Because that's oh hard God. as fuck. A moment by moment practice. <laughs> and it is different Maybe every moment day. Moment by moment. Yeah. Do y'all experience that that way? Or how do y'all experience that? I struggle with being present. I'm mm-hmm. a, I'm a nervous mm-hmm. Nelly. I'm, I'm very yeah. much in the future, very much planning ahead, very much Absolutely. trying to put my ducks in a row at all times. And I think mm-hmm. my preparedness is, is masks my fear. Mm-hmm. And my anxiety and that that need to control and to be so prepared is rooted in not trusting the present Absolutely. and not trusting myself and other people around me. So I can't say the, the moments when I feel present is when I'm when I feel loved and like mm-hmm. supported with community or with a partner or whatever. I feel mm-hmm. very present in those moments. Mm-hmm. But 
I think with the pandemic and with having a lot of alone time and aloneness, it's been quite a, a battle to feel mm. present and to feel I've, I've, I've been actively taking note of my distractions mm-hmm. and like, mm-hmm. I know that they're there and I know what they are mm-hmm. and I have not yet been successful in removing them, mm-hmm. but at least I'm aware. So <laughs> you got to acknowledge yeah. the problem before yeah. you can do anything else. So. And we get rid- what can be gotten rid of without looking at it all the right. way? Oh my exactly. goodness. Right. Oh my goodness. And, and Jay Z just said on that really quite, I was quite impressed with him on that interview with Kevin Hart, where he talked about knowing and doing, and people think that they're like, right after one another but they're miles apart and so (laughs) i'm in that that in that that in between of like i know now i gotta do putting it to practice is quite something else so yes we can know we're a crackhead but if we keep smoking the crack Literally, oh Thank my Thank you for goodness. that lovely, Jane. <laughs> You're so welcome. <laughs> oh my when do goodness. I feel the most present? That's actually a beautiful question. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel the most present when I'm alone and when I'm in community. Mm. So mm. I, I have my moments, and it's funny because I used to get in trouble all the time uh, when I was younger because I was a night owl. I wouldn't go to sleep and I still get in trouble just this time through my friends. Everybody's like, go to bed. But but that's my time. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like I'm a night person. That's my time. That's when I that's when I talk to spirit. That's when I that's when I feel the most grounded. That's when I feel the most clear about what it is that I need to do or not do because sometimes I don't need to be doing anything. Mm. No, that's right. Literally. You know, and that's that's also an issue for me as well. I'm I'm always doing, and so that is my quiet time to really sit with myself and and get my clarity, and then also with my community because my friends are my chosen family, mm-hmm. and and I'm very intentional about the community that I keep around me, mm-hmm. and so. I feel present with that community because I feel safe and I feel seen. That is the the most that I could ask for in a mm. relationship. Mm. That's when I feel the most seen. Yes. You know, I have to tell y'all, it's really so clarifying for me to hear you talk about the importance of community because I have always de- I have not respected the importance of community oh, like at nice. all. Like I have absolutely felt like I was not like a popular kid. And so, and I've always been weird and saying shit that people don't like. So I got used to being on my own at a very mm-hmm. young age. Mm-hmm. And it has been the weirdest twist of my life that obviously a huge part of why I'm here is to bring people together through just through the the building, the companies and like drawing from all these different places and people. And it's just constant networking and talking. Mm-hmm. And But even with that, I've been like, oh, community, you know, oh, whatever. But (laughs) um, moving to, so um, to make a long story short, short, my partner and I moved to California very- oh, that was one of uh, my questions. Totally. I wanted, to t- <laughs> I wanted to talk about this RV journey, honey, totally. so please go as long as you need to. Well, we can, okay, well I'm going to start toward the middle end and then I okay. can go back. But we, um, so we came out here to California and that 
I have never lived. Well, I never lived outside North Carolina. I'm from North Carolina, born and raised in Greensboro, went to school in Winston-Salem, spent the last 10 years in Durham. And it's a oh huge part God. of my identity, like just being in and from North Carolina. And I did mm. not realize a couple different things. <clears throat> One, I did not realize that there's in other parts of the world and even in other parts of the United States, there's not just like a lot of black people. I didn't realize this having grown up in North Carolina because there's mm -hmm. a lot of black people. Mm -hmm. But I didn't realize until I started traveling a lot, teaching yoga, that there's really not a lot of places like that outside of uh, the South. Mm -hmm. And um, Oakland is one of them. <laughs> and I, so I have been very grateful to come to this particular part of Northern California and to feel at home here. But... The other thing that I didn't realize was what it would be like to be without community, truly, mm. to be without family, to not be able to even like even when I first moved to Durham, and I didn't know anybody. And I was like halfway living at my car. I did not. Mm -hmm. I, I was I didn't feel lonesome. You know, I didn't mm. feel like I didn't have community. But I came out here with my white girlfriend who already has community in this area. She's spent mm -hmm. time here. And I was just like, I was like, lone wolf, I got this, you know, like this. And then also, you know, like living in spiritual practice is like, it, it requires solitude. So I'm like, this mm -hmm. is great. You know, I'm getting what I need. And I'm like, no, I'm not getting what I need at all. Mm -hmm. Like I need, I need people. I need spirit. I need other beings. And so building mm -hmm. that community and just really, actually, it's not even building community. It's literally showing up for community and like being present and being mm -hmm. like accountable and like actually feeling like I'm a part of something, like mm -hmm. not taking that for granted. I totally took that for granted. And it's, um, it's really heartening to hear y'all talk about it because it is something that I'm realizing now is such a big part of feeling present is feeling held down by. Absolutely. By community. There's nothing more lonely than other. Mm -hmm. It's tricky. Mm -hmm. When you're other, mm -hmm. you're like, oh, exactly. Wait a minute. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And how did that work? Mm -hmm. How did how did that mindset and all of that work with you? Because you are you in a poly relationship right? You're mm -hmm. in a poly relationship right now. So yeah. So, how does that tie in? So I identify as poly, really separate from any relationships that I have. I came out as poly when I was um, in my early twenties with one of my partners. Um, my, well, I guess I should not say my name. I have two partners. Uh, one of them I've been with for 10 years and we've lived together for the vast majority of that time. This is our, mm -hmm. this has been our first year not living together. And my other partner who I've been with for about three years, but we've known, we've been friends for a very long time. I came to polyamory because I had cheated a lot in my other relationships prior. And mm -hmm. um, when me and my other partner got together, we were both cheating. And we just had this moment of like, how could I trust you? Like, where, how are we going to do this? And mm -hmm. and so that's how we came to non-monogamy, <clears throat> which we called it non-monogamy. And I've always felt that like the first few years of any relationship are like monogamish because you're like obsessed with the person. And so <laughs> we had those few years and then it was time to transition to the next stage. And that whole process is very hard. And um, mm. I've been in a number of relationships since then for varying periods of time. And this relationship that I'm in with my uh, girlfriend right now, we are 
evolving to the next stage of our relationship. And it's just hard. I mean, it's it's just hard and complicated. And it's really, I think, embedded in having to accept another person wholly, like every mm. single part of them. And that it's not about what you like and what you don't like. And <clears throat> it's not about you. It's about them. And it's it's mm. about... If anything, it's about the thing that you're building together, the thing that you grew together, but mm-hmm. the child that you have together, the child being the relationship. But it's not about them doing what you want them to do or like being who you think they need to be. And the, I say that I'm poly outside of partnership because the first relationship that I have is with myself. And mm-hmm. that relationship is like, So this bitch needs a lot of attention. Like I need a lot, I have a lot that I have to give to myself and I can't give to anybody else without giving to myself first. And so that's why I'm always like, regardless of who I'm in partnership with, that has to be first and foremost. And then also over time, my sacred calling, my work has become another partner of mine and somebody that I care about deeply and that it's, I, I don't even know what else to say. Like I care for no, it tr- as much truth, as I care yeah. for anything. Yeah. And you have um, to pour. <laughs> exactly. But it's something that like, I feel like even if you're monogamous, knowing that the relationship that you have with yourself is important in the relationship that you have with another person is really, it's paramount. Cause mm-hmm. like if you're looking to the other person to fulfill you, they're never going to be able to do that. Not the way that you really need it. And you're way more equipped to offer them something if you're taking care of yourself first. Absolutely. Yeah. Ooh, I feel like there was a question before about RVing that I did not answer. But <laughs> I, would, I would go back oh, to, we honestly. Can go, we can, we yes. can go back to that, but I know Antoinette oh, was about to ask something and I know it was please, more please. important. No, stop. <laughs> Why are you like this? <laughs> no, I've, I, I I was listening to an episode. I don't remember the name of that said episode, but you did mention um, how there was like a woman who was homebound, and I think possibly um, had some sort of uh, disability and mm-hmm. wasn't able to leave her home, but she wanted to explore polyamory. And she was saying that she wasn't really able to do that as a result. And you said something that was so keen. It was quick, but I was like, she's, and you said, you know, you don't have to meet a person in order to be in relationship with them and for it and to be in love with them. And so it really, I think when people hear polyamory, they automatically assume we're going to, oh, that person wants to sleep around with a bunch of different people. Mm. They go straight to the physical Absolutely. And not recognizing that there's so much more involved with it, so much more, there's so much more honesty required and all, like truly, and open communication. But I love that because I thought, wow, it really takes the emphasis off of the physical and Mm. the sex and brings it back to the intimacy and the love and the connection. Of what it really means. About what it really Mm -hmm. is to Mm -hmm. be in love with multiple people. That is exactly right. I feel like, well, first of all, 
the whole thing about sex is just like, I don't even care. Like at this point, <laughs> I feel like I've had great sex. I'm grateful. I would like to have more of it, but I'm not really pressed about it. I feel like it just happens. You know, mm-hmm. like you don't even have to really care about somebody to have good sex with them. So I feel I like, <clears throat> excuse me. <laughs> The end. Another part of that is that we called the first season of Dear Jessamine polyamory is not for everybody because I'm like, this is not for everybody. Like if my Venus was not in Gemini, I would not be out here on this shit. I promise you it's that. not for me. I know that, not, but I, that's what I'm saying. I respect it. It's not for everybody because it requires so much radical honesty. And it's not mm-hmm. even honesty with other people first. It's honesty with, with yourself. yourself. And it's just heartbreaking sometimes it's like really unpleasant and and it requires a lot of communication constant processing like with and for every person that's an added layer of communication and like it just gets to be really tedious at times honestly but it's so fulfilling and it Mm -hmm. was I much I prefer it to when I was pretending to be monogamous. So for that reason, I'm really here for it. But otherwise, like, I'm just like, it's the most like if you don't need to do it, just don't like because I think I feel like monogamy is really a very noble pursuit to say that you're like, you're like, look, I'm about to be down for no, you. It's period. Noble like, as fuck. It is. It is you know, but, like, but it's also like it's a lot of work in and of itself. And and I'm like, it's Everything has its place and time. But um, but another part of polyamory, too, is that, like, I feel like there's only. <laughs> so, OK, my um, my other partner is a chef and they and I actually oh, went yes. to culinary school at the same time. And we use a lot of different food analogies. So one of our things is that you can only ever have so many pots on the stove at one time. Mm-hmm. So or else you're not paying attention to what's going on. Mm-hmm. And you have to learn how many pots you can have on the stove. And I can only have a certain number of pots on the stove, especially if we're going to be living together. Mm-hmm. It's just you can't be doing the most. And a lot of people put poly people put parameters on their relationships. Like if they're having children or like if they're going through some sort of major transition in their lives, it'll be like, mm-hmm. I'm not seeing more people. I'm mm-hmm. not doing this because it's just really, it can get disrespectful to other people to be like, I have the emotional capacity for this. And then you just straight up don't. And you're out here like manipulating people's emotions for what, for what reason? And so mm-hmm. this part <clears throat> is something that I've been exploring a lot for the last like, say five years thinking Mm -hmm. a lot about like why am I in relationships like what is what is the thing that I am getting from this and what is it like if we're all you go into a relationship seeking something from another person Mm -hmm. what am I seeking and how can I be honest about that and that has and then also why am I having sex with people like what is the reason behind that do I what am I getting from it that I'm not getting from somewhere else that maybe I could get from somewhere else Mm -hmm. that doesn't need to be about this. So for the last like five years, I've been extremely selective about like who I'm in partnership with and what, what we do and having probably the least amount of sex that I've ever had in my entire life. And it has Mm. felt so good because I'm Mm -hmm. like not manipulating people in that way. But now I'm coming to a place of feeling like 
it just doesn't matter. You know, why complicate the apocalypse? You know what I mean? Like, why overcomplicate it? It's no big deal. Like, it's just, it's fine. And as long as I can be refilling my own cup and showing up for myself and like not being, not disrespecting myself, then I cannot disrespect other people. So we're trying that theory out. I'm not, there's no evidence. I have not done full scientific research on any of this. I'm Virgo rising. So there is a need to have like a certain amount of, like empirical evidence. So that's not there yet. Oh, but we're working on it. <laughs> and that's that's where it is right now with polyamory. I love to hear you talk about it though from such a personal aspect. Cause like Antoinette said, so many people throw they just they just put sex on it. Like that's it. Absolutely. And they don't talk about the emotional uh aspect of that. Because I, I can imagine even as a human being who has chosen to be in this type of relationship it still comes with complications. What happens when there's a new partner introduced and then they're getting, you know, very close in this way. How does it make this person feel, even though you have an understanding that this relationship is okay. So that, I mean, and even just to be like really specific. So I have been through many different phases of like, my partners being involved with other people or having other partners. My partner who lives in North Carolina has a partner that they've been with for the the same amount of time that me and my other partner have been together. So like three okay. years. And um, there was a period of time where, and I used to live in a house with both of my partners, which was in and of itself yes, a really I, I intense saw that. experience. Yeah. <laughs> I can it imagine. Was, the pandemic brought all kinds of shit, dude. It made so much happen. Pandemic <laughs> brought a lot on, but um, it brought that. I also, at this stage in my nesting partner and I's relationship, they have been, she has been actively seeing other people and that integration of new people. And it just is, it's all just a practice of compassion and self-acceptance and then accepting other people. And compersion is something that a lot of poly people talk about. Compersion? Compersion. Tell them, I've never heard of that. Yeah. Compersion is basically like experiencing joy for somebody else. So if your Mm. partner is with somebody and that person makes your partner happy, then you should be happy because all you really want is for your partner to be happy. So you can experience compersion, experience oh. joy for them. That's oh a kind God. of crass definition. And I'm sure that there are people, there's somebody listening to this who's like, that's not how you describe compersion. That's how I'm describing Don't you even worry like, about I'm it. sure they will. And they can. <laughs> and and let me save you all the trouble. Up, don't. I'll go look it up myself. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's, it's whatever. I feel like compersion is a very, it's an ideal that is held up in the poly community is like this is how we should all feel and this is what um this is what it is to be a good metamor a metamor is the uh it's your partner so i'm a metamor to my partner's partner um okay it's it's just what our relationship is called and okay. um people are like yeah you know like you should always experience compersion for your partner like who the fuck experiences compersion all the time nobody everybody yeah. like because sometimes it's like there's jealousy, there's um, mm. like 
desires that are not being fulfilled in your own life. And like, it's hard to experience joy for other people. And I think that a lot of what stops people from practicing polyamory is fear of jealousy. First of all, feeling like, like I can never do that because I'm too jealous. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. you did not invent jealousy. We have all (laughs) grown up in monogamy culture. Like I experienced jealousy so intensely and like, wild like totally out of pocket you're very you're very uh transparent about it too but wait what is you this what does this look like because you just laughed at yourself on some oh this bitch is crazy shit Ooh, so. you don't even know what has been crazy <laughs> <laughs> the don't, that's why I literally that's why if i am seeing somebody or if i stop seeing somebody and we like cannot talk. I have to like block them and like not, we cannot on, on everything because like I will be out here on some sketchy shit, like doing fucking FBI research on what they're doing and what their new partner doing. Like, no, this is, I know Libra, I know you're out here with the receipts fully. My thing is cancer. I got to know all the different things and then I will keep it tallied and I'm ready to tell you about how you have hurt me. And like, I can't, I mean, yeah dramatic and sensitive (laughs) i i can't think of anything like truly off the wall that i've done since i turned 25 but before that it was all no limits just (laughs) let's just throw shit at the wall see what happens you know (laughs) listen there there is a reason why i can tell people that if you really want to get a nigga, put fish sauce in his car and yes i'm talking about (laughs) or their car vietnamese fish sauce on the upholstery especially particularly like if they've complained about fish sauce like y'all went to vietnamese restaurant they're like they put fish sauce on everything well i guess what you when i tell you it's damn near impossible to get fish sauce out of upholstery oh let me tell y'all something that is so (laughs) trifling it has nothing to do with any of this but i when i was in high school cringing. sorry that's what i'm gonna call this episode i'm gonna call it a a cringe is good for the spirit it's it's like regurgitating um no when i was in high school there were these two girls that were roommates and they did not like each other and they used to just fuck with each other and one of them like washed the inside she like uh cleaned the toilet with the one girl's toothbrush but the thing the thing that was fucked up that happened to that girl was that somebody surprised her one day and she was curling her eyelashes and she pulled all her eyelashes out in one pull while she was surprised. So anyway, that's not about anything on anything, but it's just, I'm just thinking about (laughs) the karma of pranking whenever you're mad about it. And it's just never good karma. So it's not that was a, that was a, um, a retaliation. Okay. Oh, Jane has a reaction. <laughs> but it <laughs> wasn't even on me, actually, is the thing about it. I was responding. That's how that karma works. Their, that was their karma. I was the personification <laughs> of the karma. Works. I don't know, girl. <laughs> I want to talk a little bit about because I you just said that you're having uh the least amount of sex that you've had in your life. Same. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know what just happened. Came no, over just, me. <laughs> <laughs> Got upset. Oh Lord, it was mad. I feel you. You want to talk into it? No, I'm angry. Talk? Go ahead. I'm upset. <laughs> Triggered. <laughs> but um, you are also a very open person, and so mm. I want to know how you came into the comforts of your sexuality mm. in the way that you are. 
Mm, my God. Thank you, God, for Audrey Lord. Thank you so much. I had no context for divine femininity and just understanding of self and pure creation. That has been, that's why I've been having less sex, literally. It's like mm-hmm. actually just like trying to enjoy the energy that lives within me and like really just get, I've always been really into masturbation. I say always, but like that was something that I came to when I was very young and it was mm-hmm. like, a big part of my life. I was very ashamed about it, but it was a big part of my life. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that just, I mean, honestly, like fucking women has just let, led me to think more about like my own genitalia mm-hmm. and like how mm-hmm. I am. So that has increased and always been a part of my life. And I think that really like digging into self-study and meditation mm-hmm. and um, existing mm-hmm. in flow. Mm-hmm. has made me feel a deeper connection to myself. And it has mm-hmm. very little, if anything, to do with anyone else, anyone other than me. And mm-hmm. it does in the sense that we're all connected and that all the energy draws together. And in that I'm carrying this, the blood of so many people who have, who I'm just walking in their legacy and doing, mm-hmm. we're all just stepping together. So mm-hmm. I definitely feel more in touch with my ancestry, with my ancestors. But um, it really is not about like, again, going to that question of like, why? Like, if I can feel this with myself, like, why seek it with other people? And I think the answer is that there is a lot to learn from connection with other people mm-hmm. and a lot to a lot that can be born into this world that can't happen without other people. But um, but there is a lot that is learned in self-study and in, um, in yoga, in Sanskrit, it's called brahmacharya. Um, and it's often, often translated as chastity, but mm-hmm. I think that that's too small a definition. There's so much shit that colonizer English cannot hold or handle <laughs> any ancient languages at all. But mm-hmm. um, it tries to express that there is so much power that comes from retention and in um, just like holding and feeling and letting everything rise within you. And that is what I've been playing with. And it has offered me so much freedom, so much spaciousness. Mm -hmm. And that is, um, I think what is palpable to other people so that it's like, Oh, you seem like really free and are like really open with your sexuality. Like, I don't even feel like, like, I don't, I don't feel like my outward facing sexuality is all that intimate to be frank. Like it feels like just the that's why I'm not bothered by, like, I put myself out there on Instagram, but mm. it doesn't really feel that personal to me. And by the time it's being shared with other people, y'all know, it's like putting your shit up in an art gallery. It's like you put it up, people engage with it. They have whatever opinion they're going to have. It has mm-hmm. nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with them. And mainly for me, it's just like, does this feel true? Does this feel real and authentic? And am I like living, am I being real? Hmm. And if that's the case, then it doesn't really matter. But in my day-to-day life, and I mean, like, I'm sure that I, I'm sure that I am like naked more and talk more about sex. I mean, one of the, um, 
mottos of the underbelly, my wellness community mm-hmm. is water, weed, yoga, sex. We're always WWYS. Like mm-hmm. these are the things that we need. But when we say sex, it's not about physical sex. Mm-hmm. It's about connection with yourself and really like knowing that we are all divine creation at all times. Mm-hmm. And we just shine through that. Intimacy with self is so key and so important. Mm -hmm. And I don't think um, people realize that you can't. And when I say that you're free, it is because you are, because in this society, we've been taught to be so repressed, right? And everything is, everything is wrong and it's fast and it's, you know, white. (laughs) Oh my God. Yes. You know? Um, And so I think it's important to have examples such as yourself out there who are well, willing to break whatever these norms are so that mm. people can get more in tune with themselves. And I love how you spoke about intimacy with self first mm. and where that comes from. And that's where the comfort really comes from. Jessamine, wait, I can talk to Wait, no, I'm not. I'll go. I was about to, <laughs> I have to, have, I have to say this because this is all I've been thinking about. You Please. can't let her go yet. Okay. I won't. I was just trying to make sure I didn't hold her hostage. That's okay, all. I'm sorry. Holding you hostage. No respect. Blame the white side of me. Um, I do. Absolutely. Absolutely. No. I will. So last night I was listening to yet another interview in preparation for this. Um, and I don't remember who you were speaking to, but it was on YouTube. So a white woman, she was a yogi as well. And you were talking about um, how you got into your body and started Mm. to accept your body. And you were talking about how you first started with photos, but then you were like, no, I can, I can, or or in in doing mirror work. And you were like, no, if I do mirror work, I can position my body in a way that I like. And then you started taking these photos and you were like, wow, I'm positioning my body and I look crazy because I'm (laughs) cognizant of, oh, my arms, oh, my this, oh, my belly, oh, whatever. And so you were like, you specifically said to do video work. And so I have been in this place where I'm the heaviest that I've ever been in my life. Right. And I also know that I, as a young person, detached from my body from like sexual trauma. And mm-hmm. so I've, it's been like this journey of like, I'll reclaim it and then I lose it again, baby. And Ooh, then I'll reclaim yeah. it. And it's like this constant thing where I have to get back into my body and back into that practice. So I say all that to say that this morning I was on a different podcast and I was picking out an outfit and I was immediately looking for something. I was thinking about what angle was I going to be at? What chair was I going to sit in? How would this play in the chair? I should cover my arms because I don't like to speak with my arms because now they move in a way that I'm uncomfortable with. And what should, I mean, I, I wrecked my room going through all of the clothes and I found myself in tears. It's seven 30 in the morning and I'm crying Mm. because I'm uncomfortable in my body. And I'm, and I know, again, it's the knowing and the doing and all of the space in between. And I just made a decision. I was like, okay, you're going to put on this dress. Your arms are going to be out. And when the video comes out, you're going to watch it and you're going to see yourself and you're going to, Figure out how you feel watching it, but you're going to see yourself when you're going to show up and it's going to be very hard. And I can't sit there and say that during the episode, I was not cognizant and I wasn't shifting in my seat and like 
And then I would come back and be like, no, be present, be present. And it was, it was something that was going on internally in me, but I kept going back to what you said. Mm-hmm. And I kept being like, if, if this works for her, I am going to attempt. And I'm just so grateful to you because, and Jade knows, it has been really hard for me lately. And I'm just like, I'm not sad. I'm just really excited to do that work. And like so thankful for even that split second in that interview, the difference that it made for me. So I, thank you for that. Truly. Thank you for you. Mm-hmm. Thank you for offering that because literally I will get, I mean, I have years where I'm like, what is the point of this? Why am I doing this? What is all this about? Like, I just cannot, all these white people, oh my Lord, I cannot. I just don't even know what to do. Like, I will be so, I mean, and then I think like, they're, it's just not about you. It's just not about you. Like, just don't worry about it. It's not about you. And I'm like, that shit, what you're talking about, that is the whole, re- that's the reason for the season. That is the whole ball game. That is the point of this life is to have that experience of just really sitting with yourself and being like, what is this about? Like, what, who am I? Am I going to accept it today? Is it going to happen today? Because this is the thing about it. And this is, <clears throat> this is the whole thing about self-acceptance and body acceptance specifically is like, what can you do when you say I'm enough? What can mm. happen at that point? Anything is possible. Mm. And so if you can get to a place of like, just right now in this moment, not tomorrow, not five minutes from now, but in this moment, I'm good. The sweeping satisfaction will roll off you and onto every other person in your life. And it is so powerful That shit is so pungent. Mm -hmm. And you living that truth today offered that to somebody else and it just continues to reverberate. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that that's worthwhile. You know, that's good. Good work. Good, like gold star on the forehead. (laughs) You know, I love that. I love that for you. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you for offering. We need those moments. We need those moments. We you you need those affirming moments, like you said, because you deal with a lot of bullshit. I saw the whole, mm-hmm. I saw the Trump Jr. shit, and uh, <laughs> oh, that was a fucking mess. You caught that free publicity. This is my I thing saw, about that. I, yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, ahead and talk like, your shit, Queen. I have no. I'm like, look, we are all out here trying to figure shit out, and I don't know what Donald Trump Jr. is trying to figure out in his life. But oh, hold on, I pause. Know, Let me give context it. because oh, yeah. we talk. <laughs> Jessamine did an incredible shoot. Who was that with paper? Who was that with? I don't even know. I think this was um, maybe Cosmopolitan or somebody. <laughs> the I don't Flex. Know. Not sure. Maybe Vogue. I can't remember. Maybe. But anyway, so <laughs> she did an incredible shoot. Beautiful pictures. Whoever did that photography, the styling, mm-hmm. everything on point. I'm sorry. I can't remember, Lord, because I know it's it was fine. good. I just don't know. It's fine. <laughs> Donald Trump Jr. I'm sorry. I just had to put it. That's what he is. I don't know what else to call him. In he this knows. Moment. But he had a lot to say mm-hmm. uh, about Justin's shoot, which, like you said, wasn't nothing but free free publicity. But please continue. I just wanted to give context. No, it's good. No, thank you. Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like 
I'm really grateful for all the the uh, bullies that I had when I was very young because I feel like they really prepared me for all this. And mm. I feel like the um, trolling comes from a place of sadness. And so, and I can understand that. And so in general, not every day, but in general, I feel like mm-hmm. when somebody is trolling, regardless of who they are, I'm like, you know, you're experiencing sadness and I've experienced sadness and I can have compassion for you and just have whatever love is available to me. I can lead with mm-hmm. an open heart. Mm-hmm. But this man tried it. And mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, I feel, <laughs> we're all working through our um, internalized feelings. And if his internalized love of Black women that he doesn't know how to express, if that means that I am seen by more people and there is more visibility of this message, then I'm here for it and I don't really give a fuck. And I feel like it's all good and he can continue to be trifling and do whatever it is he needs to do and over there is. and, and let it. He just killed his mother. I mean. No, oh, Lord. See, I don't keep up, you know? Allegedly. I'm like, allegedly. It's like whatever he needs to do is his path. And, um, you know, the truth, truth will be wrought. So, like, if people need to... I don't know. I just don't care. It's really just, I don't know what else. You also do a lot of talking about ancestors and that comes into a place too. Mm. Mm. Um, You know, when you're, when you're battling that kind of things, because essentially, you know, you're not battling alone. That's it. You know what I'm saying? That is it. I love that you're focusing on, okay, well, I I may get a hundred thousand of these nasty Mm -hmm. messages, but there may be 500,000 other people who need to hear what I need to hear. That's and that's exactly what it's right. about. And I think and there always beautiful. are. That's it. Exactly. Literally. We could talk all day. I want to talk day. to you about throwing up on Instagram. I want to talk to you about <laughs> I want to talk to you about so many things. Yes, you did. You threw up on Instagram, Jessamine. <laughs> no filter. That's that's what's happening. Zero filter. Who needs it? Unless it's on but, the lead, in which case definitely a filter. But we love we love your lack of filter because it allows you to drop so many gems and drop mm-hmm. so many tools that help so many other people with their viewpoints and shifts Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying and i think that's such a beautiful thing and i want you to come back promise me you will well scout's honor i have to steal you too for around the way curls jade is that okay find me find me i'm out here y'all can find me anywhere that the internet is jessamynstanley.com and let me come bust up on dear jessamyn you know (laughs) that's what what i'm saying saying. let me come scare them white ladies because i know they listen (laughs) in to be scared that's the thing about it we are all offering each other so much healing and i am here for that healing and okay let's it, do and it let's get it going okay we're gonna going. get it scheduled y'all make sure jessamine tell the people where to find you even though they already know no you can find me at my name is jessamine you can find the underbelly and practice with me at the underbelly yoga and you can find everything related to me at jessaminestanley.com all information will be in the description box. We love you so much for yes. coming. Thank you oh for coming, gosh. being community with us. Thank get you that for book, everyone. Me. Get yes. that oh book. Goodness. Yes. You better get new one, Yoke. It Yoke. is a baby. It is a read. Let me tell you. And she gets into everything because we didn't even talk about how yoga is the second time around, how you hated it at first. Oh my so, y'all got to get yoked so you can yeah. really get into the journey. That's I'll put the, the link in the description box. Thank you. Hello, plug plug. Thank All right, y'all. we'll see y'all for the next segment. Peace. <laughs>
All right, it's time for Black Person Self-Care. And I'm very excited to hear what Antoinette's self-care is this week. My self-care is that I will be buying myself some of those winter uh, outside simulation lights because I realized... Wait, what? Why I, winter yeah, you know outside the lights? simulation lights? Yeah, you, you mean know, like summer? People, summer simulation lights. Yeah, but you know, they use them in the wintertime. Okay, I got you. I was like, bitch, nobody so, wants winter light. What? Okay. Right, no. Summer light for people who are always in the winter, like Alaska and Antarctica and things. For an, like anti-depression. Yes. yes. And I need that in my kitchen because oh. I realized some of my motivation has been sucked. And I was like, it's because of where my window sits in my kitchen and I'm not getting light. And that is actually a motivator when you're in there and you're working, aside from the fact that I just deserve more space at this point. <laughs> but I'm going to get myself some of the summer simulation lights so that I can give myself more light. That's a good one. Thank you. Uh, my self-care, I just purchased a new bicycle. Jade, you know that I had a bicycle that weighed about 150 pounds. <laughs> that was bike was so heavy. heavy. It was very and heavy. <laughs> I've been, I haven't been riding, um, and I really need to get more active. I'm working from home now. So my day-to-day has changed a bit. And for people who are... Um, who have some weight on them and maybe their knees hurt bicycle, mm-hmm. like riding mm-hmm. is so mm-hmm. therapeutic and it's so good for your joints. And so I have just hopped on my new bike and Jay, you saw the other day I came and met you at a bar. She does hop sweaty. on that bike, honey. <laughs> <Sweaty guests. laughs> like, Hey y'all, we getting cocktails just looking like a whole boy. Meanwhile, my, okay. my, I be dusting my bike at home. <laughs> But I highly, it's, it's such a great way for me to also fight um, the depression. And like, it's just, there's nothing like getting on that bike and I riding know. and feeling that breeze. I know. And it also it, helps with community. I feel like community. it's a way for me to fight niggas. Like, I feel like Where somebody I? goes in. You know, like the way they be driving and shit. Oh, yeah. You almost die a couple times a day. But, you know. Like, what's that? Well, I've gotten to the point now where I'm riding. I used to ride in the street quite a bit. And now I'm riding in the park. So I'll do about four laps of Prospect Park where that hill is no joke. But I do it. And my heart rate is going. And I wear my little Apple Watch. I'm I'm watching my calories burn. And I'm like, okay. So... I just can't eat nachos afterwards. (laughs) I mean, I feel like that's a reward for driving yourself with your feet to wherever (laughs) you were going. So (laughs) that sounds like a reward to me. And now we have nachos and drinks. And then you just, you know, head on back. And it's good. You're canceling out your workout. But, you know, duality is a Is it a workout or is it a self-care? See? Mm. Or I think working out for me right now will be self-care. I need to get my cardio together. I'm like, girl, you you should be able to walk up these steps with ease now. So that's that's where we're at. I love working out. So it's not a punishment for me. I really enjoy it. So I will. I know I tell this story all the time, but I'll always tell it. But. I remember the first time Tristan went to the gym with Antoinette, which was so funny because she called me and she was like, 
are you okay if he meets me at the gym? I was like, yeah, girl, I don't give a fuck about it. I'm always that. checking. I'm like, <laughs> I, Tristan will text me and I will respond back on a thread with Jade on it. Like, hey, Tristan, good to hear from I you. Ain't the, I ain't the candle lady. I ain't the candle lady from the read. Right. Uh, but, and I don't keep trifling friends around me. That's why I don't care about mm-hmm. none of that. But, and I don't have a trifling nigga either. See, well, I know we got that's to, right. Let's talk about the foundation of things. People be praying for their niggas not to cheat and burying eggs and shit and doing all kinds of ritual. Bitch, pray for why you want to stay with a nigga who does that shit in the first place. That part. Let's pray about Let's get down to the root. That's, let's get to the root of it. I'm sorry. That was a tangent. But that um, was cool. Thank you. <laughs> no, I, Tristan had a hard workout with me. Oh, he had. Yes. So Tristan went to work out with Antoinette. And he came back and I know he don't listen to this, so it's fine. Tristan is not, it's not like, my man is like, he will do some pull-ups on the light post. He will like, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? He's one of those, I'm going to do a few. And he's like, all right, I'm good. (laughs) Which I appreciate because I can't be with no gym gym nigga. What is a super set? He's like, what? He's like, what reps? So Antoinette, he came back and he was like, yo, Antoinette is brolic. And I was like, what does that mean? That was the he first was like, she be getting it in. worked out with me. <laughs> what? That was the first But you see, I've done time. it a few times. You I've have, th- No, he went to yoga with us, queen. He did. He did. <laughs> Where he had to take them chains off in the middle of class. <laughs> Why did... I wish. Oh, well, that was a sight to see. When I looked back and saw tatted up Tristan with his little belly out, standing there on that, and it was a crowded class full of whites. It was. Just a sea of whites, and then Tristan standing there, proud, shoulders back. Yeah, doing it. Doing and after it. after the class, he was like, I was watching the Asian girl by me the whole time because she looked like she knew what she was doing. <laughs> But baby, he had them chains on. I was dying. I was like, that was Tris. a skit. That was an episode was. of, Chica- of uh, Southside. Is no, what that was. That was hilarious. Shout out to Tristan. Shout out to Tristan. That, but don't tell him we said that. Nope. Um, it's time to move on to the petty peeves. <laughs> Let's go. And I want to be very responsible of the things I say to my sister because everybody know I can be real petty. P-E to the T-T-Y. Hello there. I have a petty peeve. (laughs) I wish you could have seen your face. Hello, everyone. I have a petty peeve. (laughs) Woo, I had to take my caftan off. (laughs) It got hot, okay? All right, not that I'm coming in defense of the Kardashians. Okay, I know it's tricky, okay. but I am really okay. sick of hearing all of these women talk about Chloe and Chloe's decision. She's decision? having a baby with Tristan Thompson via surrogate, and we know that Tristan has embarrassed Chloe quite a bit and disrespect to her. Not us talking about another Tristan. Just I know, like this tricky. Right after that. Ugh. But let me tell you how everybody. I mean, I have seen so many women that I know personally, and I'm like, girl, mm. the amount of times you taking your man back after he didn't done, done the same mm. stuff to you, mm. and y'all been together mm. off and on longer. Hush, tricky. hush, hush. 
hush. I mean, it yeah. is. I am so. I'm like, listen. I know that y'all hate this family. I know that this family is problematic. But leave that lady alone. She had. They already had this surrogate before she knew he was cheating on her for the whatever time it was. And baby, you knew he was cheating on you for the fifth time and still had his baby. And it not be a surrogate. You slept with them and you had the baby. So yeah, just no, hush. I just I'm sick of people tearing each other down. And I'm just like it for whatever reason, it really bothered mm. me. Where I was I was just frustrated. Like this online bullying is so corny and i know that that's not like the person that people like to stick up for but i also see a bit of myself in her because i feel like she was the ugly duckling in her family and like the one that just wasn't as accepted and Mm -hmm. she's really you can see the things that she's doing she wants to be loved and she makes mistakes along the way like everybody the fuck else it's very sad and I'm just like, everybody oh. needs to relax. So that's my petty peeve. All of the online shenanigans where everyone has an opinion and you're doing the same shit in your daily life. Just shut up. Just hush. Especially if you're doing the same shit. Girl, Especially. I was on a group chat. Oh, so now I had, to, I had to get off. Oh. I said, wait. <laughs> I said, let me sit this one out because what I want to say Girl, I can't talk about. I can't talk about. I'm not talking about the Kardashians in the group chat. Y'all got to get out. Thank you. And why? Why is this even a cop? Girl, we thirty something, thirty five, thirty six years old, and we talking about the Kardashians. Talk about them people. Did you just read the shade? The shade room is not news. Everyone. So as you're, so I had to go. You know, I go there for for the trash segment. That's my only visit once a week. So it makes sense now what you're saying, where they're because everybody's like, oh, he's in Italy or Greece or wherever oh, with I didn't this lady, see that. See. and I'm like, okay, so I guess so. Are they're having a baby? Be a surrogate. Okay. Well, you okay? Well, you know what? Maybe she want to. Maybe she just want to match up with her sisters. Maybe she want another oh. kid. She said, "I'm gonna go with the raggedy there that I go. know." And, and she that's said what y'all he do was too. a good father. <laughs> but that, 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 the main thing is it's none of your okay. business. Shut up. The shave room is not news. Get a life. Worry about your damn self. Speaking of which, my petty peeve is also, with, my petty peeve is from there. Because it is, it is this place that I discovered what a blue face was. But then it was also this place where I discovered what a blue face's girlfriend is. And I am very, very distressed by the way that this lady, this young lady is... I'm so is, concerned about her. Is she, is she okay? I'm so concerned. You know what's crazy? What's Asante happening? had me watching whatever hellish show. Have you heard of this thing called Zeus? <laughs> <laughs> yes, and it is also because of Asante <laughs> That and is Dustin hell. That is actually that I hell. I was like, what is oh, it's, this? it's hell. Have you ever seen the owner? No. Have you ever no. seen the owner? The actual wow. devil. Worse than Mona going. Scott. <laughs> way worse. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. A, a complete sociopath, by the way. Crazy about the eyes. They're dead. I but saw keep going. I'm this sorry. episode where this girl was on there fighting somebody. She pushed some girl in the sink and they was going at it. Girl was talking all this trash and girl was wop, wop, getting her. And she won. And, I, and, and she won and she was quiet and she was just like, I'm not talking a whole lot. And I was like, wow, I, I actually don't mind this girl. Based off of how she's carrying herself right now, she's like, I don't have time for all these shenanigans. And then he said, oh, you don't know about her. The way I'm concerned about this baby, 
that mm. that is not love. I I don't know her. She got that young man's and neck he go, apparently face. goes on. Asante sent me a video where he went on live and broke up with her over something. Apparently, she fought his mom. I don't know what this, her sister. Somebody. I could be mixing people up. Oh, is she part of that? I mess? believe okay, so. I that but from the she. Trash too. He, he, he openly will break up with her and she'll open be like, I just want my nigga back, babe. Like, it's this whole back and okay, forth. Okay, because the video I saw, it was his video and he's got her on there crying and she's like, oh, I just love you so much. These are happy tears. I love you. And she's got a whole bottle of, of Johnny oh, Blue no. in her lap while they're riding in the car and she's clear she's drunk. And I was like, this she- is... This is concerning. He said he liked their bet. Her tooth she, is he gone. He said he liked her better when she didn't have her tooth. So she took, she unscrewed it and took it out. But then she got his face on her tooth as well. I'm concerned. It's all I'm concerned. concerned. I'm concerned. I'm and concerned. she's a baby. She's and I'm, young. She's a young girl and a pretty girl. A pretty little sweet, young, innocent. I don't know how innocent, but yeah, innocent. I don't, I don't, I can't, I don't know. I just know that this is not okay, and I know that this 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 that man is a terrorist. Who is there. he? He's a is problem. He the... That blue face, he's a problem. He is a I don't problem. Know about him. He keeps a bunker of oh. women. Oh yeah, I discovered all of this looking for a trash. Bunker. He keeps a bunker of women. Like it's Camp a bunch David? of bitches who live in his house. <laughs> Yes, but worse. Like, like the shit that Kimmy Schmidt lived in. Like a bunker of women. They're sleeping on these mattresses and these bunk for, beds for and him? shit. And Wait, peanut butter sandwiches. Yes, and apparently he had a reality show on the Zeus. That they should take. We see? should petition to you get see? that down. That ain't right over there. No, but he's a problem too. He was a problem before the Zeus, but the Zeus and the is fact a problem. That they named it Zeus. Oh, horrible. Hmm. After all, white right. god tricky. See, hmm. well, I'm gonna be able to name it after be like Shango. No, 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 no. <laughs> nope. no. <laughs> That'd be like that. Absolutely not. Never successful. Yeah. <laughs> Never successful. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, and gentlemen, that is another episode of Getting Grown. Thank you so, so, Thank so you. much to our beautiful guest, Jessamine Stanley, <laughs> a monster. Kia, I really missed you. I didn't want to do this with Jade. <laughs> I don't like her. <laughs> you can find all of Jessamine's information in the description box. And thank you to my beautiful co-host mm. who swapped in this evening for my 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 main squeeze co-host. I really appreciate you. One of my ace boon coons uh, who came through to take place. And I'm very grateful. Make sure you all check out Around the way curls. Look at you. You're just hateful. You thought I wasn't you don't going need to. to. Mm, mm, mm. You expect the worst of me. That's what. <laughs> you want to pull up my taser? Taser going to beat this name. My bad. Look at us. Kia hate. Kia or hates my culinary. This. Kia does. But uh, usually, this is usually what our endings are chaos and negativity. <laughs> and it's usually my fault. Um, thank you to our guest Jessamine Stanley thank you to Antoinette for filling in for Kia this week we super thank appreciate you, you. check Antoinette out on Around the Way Curls you can find her on many episodes of See the Thing Is but Around the Way Curls uh-huh. is where you can find her voice every single week 
Uh, make sure you follow her. All of the information will be in the description box. Make sure you get Yoke yeah. by Jessamine. Make sure you check out Dear Jessamine. Check out the Underbelly Yoga. Check out um, We Go High since we didn't get to get into that, but I'm going to have her back. And as always, remember to drink your water because it's essential to your insides and your outsides. Moisturize your ankles, your knees, in between your toes, um, that crust up above your lip, all of those things. Just moisturize all of the things parts and make sure that you mind your business do all of those things in the order in which you are supposed to i said them completely out of it because your black will crack if it's dry don't worry kia we'll be back don't you even worry about it bye have you ever wondered what the stars have to say about your favorite artists and writers Listen to Stars and Stars with Issa, where I, your host and astrologer, Issa Nakazawa, read and interpret astrological birth charts of luminaries like W. Kamau Bell, Gia Tolentino, and so many more. You'll discover how astrology can unlock fascinating insights about these stars. And who knows, maybe you'll learn a little bit more about yourself. Listen to Stars and Stars with Issa wherever you get your podcasts.